The story of Sunkissed starts with a playlist. A playlist that Pariah Pete, aka Pariah Like Mariah, you know what? I'll let him introduce himself. You know what I'm saying? My name is Pariah Pete, aka Pariah Like Mariah with a P. I'm an independent, you know what I'm saying, artist from Phoenix, Arizona. The sexiest Polish man alive, I'd say. So the sexiest Polish man alive makes a lot of playlists. And one of the first things he did when he and I started to discuss what we wanted this future project to sound like was make me a playlist. And do you remember, what were you thinking as you were putting that playlist together? Um, it was a lot of music that I either was being inspired by a lot recently or just like the new stuff that I was discovering and listening to. And there was two tracks on this playlist that really stood out to me. The, the first one was All You Do Is Dial. Yeah, by Heatwave. Yes, yes, by Heatwave. And then That's the second song. one was, it was the Los Retros song. Uh, someone to spend time with. Someone to spend That's time with. That's one of with. my favorite songs yes. ever. And so those were the two tracks that really, like, from that playlist, where I, I, when I when I sat down with my guitar to, to start to make this beat, um, those were the two tracks that were really informing some of the decisions that I was making at the time. So with those two songs playing in my head, I sat down in my studio, and here's the first beat that I came up with. I make the beat, I send it to you. What's the first thing you think when you listen to it? Uh, that it made me want to fucking rap. <laughs> that I wanted to rap forever, and that's why when I first wrote it, it was just like three minutes of bars. So I have our I have our text exchange. Oh, really? Yeah, from when I sent that to you. What day was it? So you sent me the playlist on September 11th. Okay. Then on September 12th, yeah. I said, peep your inbox, brother. That's some shit right there. Facts. And you said, bruh, this shit fire. Oh my goodness, you write. Wish I wasn't at work right now. I'd be yeah. writing immediately. We could do a lot with this. Which I started writing at work. You did, yes. A couple yeah. texts later. Already got some cool ideas. I got a verse I've been writing in between serving tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember vividly, I think it was my last day at Taco Guild. I think I got fired like uh, three days later, partially because of the shift, because of the mm -hmm. shift I was just like completely bullshitting. Mm -hmm. I just kept going into the back, like little prep area and just like listening to the beat and like just writing out bars. Damn, this beat got you fired. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what the first line you wrote of it was or like where the sort of lyrical idea was taking you? Dude, well, so the I'm a Renaissance man, so I wear many hats was actually first inspired by an overcast beat mm -hmm. when for Terminal B, um, he was showing a bunch of like in a, in a beat file that he sent, it was like 10 different beats. Mm -hmm. And that line in particular, I wrote down that day. And it was something that I kind of just had tucked because it never like evolved into anything yeah so i already had that and i think i just started building from that but i remember vividly getting up to the at least halfway through the first verse while still at work so up into the sun-kissed part a few days after that pete comes over to my place we demo out the verses over the original beat. I'm a renaissance man, so I wear many hats. Most you cats they ain't even really living how you rap, and it's mad whack. I got flows that's abstract. Because of how I paint a picture over rap tracks. At AZ, I'm hotter than the sun get. Sweeter than an iced tea, and I'm feeling sunkissed. There was once a time that I felt my ship was sunken. But this beat take me back to classes. I was flunking, I rockin' uh, da -da -da, da -da -da. I'm smoking tree. Sometimes it make me bug out. High anxiety. So After this this demo, Pete and I are discussing how to structure the form of the song because at this point, the song is just like a 40 bar verse. 
So we send the song to our vocalist and keyboardist, Carly Bates. I am Carly Bates. I play with Pariah Pete. I play keys and I sing. So I send her the original beat and I say, if you were to come up with a B section for this, what would it be? And here is the original iPhone recording that Carly sent me that day. It's so funny to listen to this back because it has evolved so much. I'm having a hard time like remembering what I originally was thinking, except for like, oh, I think this contrasting part could really take it in this. I don't think at the time it was intentionally going to like go as hard as it does now, but that I think there was that little seed there when I first came up with that chord progression for the B section. So Pete, do you remember what you were thinking when you first heard this iPhone recording of Carly's chords for the B section? That it was for like that we should make it a different song, right? Yeah. 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 We both were like, that is beautiful. Like that's yeah. that an incredible harmony. But it's like so good. We're, we both, I think we're in agreement that like, yeah, it's just a different song. Yeah. No, it completely felt like a whole different piece. And I remember being as excited about that as like, we should just let this be its own thing. So we have all of these ideas. We have Pete's 40 bars of verses. We have the original beat. We have the B section that Carly came up with. And we take all of these ideas into a rehearsal. Now, this rehearsal was one of those really rare moments where everything sort of clicks very seamlessly. Everybody was contributing and collaborating in a way that was very natural and inspired. Early on in the rehearsal, Carly plays the chord she had come up with for the B section, but instead of it being on an upright piano, she plays it on an electric piano patch on her synthesizer. And you can hear the moment where we all kind of realize like, oh, this is gonna work. Now, as you can hear, the drums have also changed quite significantly from the original beat. So for that, we'll turn to our drummer, Malik Nelson. Um, I'm Malik, a.k.a. Agni Kai. And uh, I played drums in, in uh, Mercury's. So the first time we started playing in that rehearsal, do you remember kind of what you were thinking as you started to come up with the drum part? Um, immediately, it gave me that really enough Thundercat kind of feel in a way of like how it should sit everywhere. Um, so I just like, let's just do the off offbeat hi-hat and kind of see where it goes from there. It just called for it to be like um, something you kind of ride out on and just hang out on. It's It really isn't like... Um, not something I'd be like, yeah, you should check out this drum part, but it's like you, this overall song is like a good feel. And you can hear the recording of the drum part here. And I gotta say for an iPhone recording, it sounds fat. Another important thing that came out of this rehearsal is we ended up with a melody for the hook, and it was created by none other than Gustin Kenneth 
John Campbell. I am Gustin Kenneth John Campbell, and I play bass in the Pry Peep Project. You can hear Gus singing through the melody for the first time in this recording. Come on, take a ride with me, and I won't need no apology so long. I don't know. You get, you get. At this rehearsal, we also started to generate ideas for how the outro of the song would feel. And I don't think the outro got finalized for another couple of weeks, but you can hear the beginnings of the conversation. Yeah. Like, use that as a point of, like, I mean, there's, like, you know, Kendrick did, and like, To Pip a Butterfly would, like, yeah. rap over those breakdowns yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think you should oh, use that as a... Oh, that'd be cool. Like, you should yeah. maybe create, like, a whole nother... Verse. Yeah. Even I mean, more? You could, you could almost do, like, on, like, uh, on me to that. Like, yeah. like, like, one, two, three, four. I'm almost... Yeah, yeah, yeah. my truth for a minute. Yeah, yeah, Lose, like... Oh, yeah, you know what would be cool, though? If you just do that idea where you just take a verse or a lyric back from an old song. Because if we... Where we were going to end that the song, we were going to do it one more time. And yeah. then we just wrap that final bar to put it all together yeah. that you've already wrapped earlier. Oh, okay. I fuck with that. Just do something you already did, so pick yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We love a good motif. We do. <laughs> we do love that. Like I said, it was a special rehearsal, and it's really nice to hear Pete talk about the energy he was feeling that day. Well, I mean, that was like the first time, that was our first time that we like built a song together as a band. And I remember just having a fucking smile on my face the entire fucking time because of how like well it was going and how much like it felt like it was coming together with the band. Like I remember just being really excited that whole, that whole session and kind of just like letting go of like control of like... I mean, Gus, like, coming up with a melody idea and then Malik coming up with the bridge and everything, like, it just felt so, so wholesome and so, uh, like, well-rounded, you know? Like, everyone got to put in their, put in their piece. And there's a great moment in one of the recordings where Gus points out just how excited Pete is. I like your happy creative face. Dude, I feel <laughs> amazing right now, bro. Like, this, this is the shit that I live for. So after this rehearsal, Sunkissed is a song. And we played out at a couple of shows, refined some things here and there, and then we decided to take it into the studio to record our final version of it. And we partner up with our producer, Stravs. Hey, yo, I am Stravs. Uh, I'm a drummer, human being, producer, mixer, guy, friend, dude from Phoenix, Arizona. So Stravs, when you first heard the demo of Sunkissed, what'd you think? Vibe. Sh- shall I elaborate? I mean, that's pretty. That's really just how I felt, man. <laughs> Um, and one of the first things you did as producer was program the final drum beat. And it's an interpretation of what Malik had been doing um, with some added touches. What were you thinking as you were putting that together? When it comes to programming drums as a drummer, I feel like it, it took me a few years to figure out how to make it feel human. Initially, I really liked the drum pattern. I added pitched percussive elements that are chopped that come in and out to add as kind of like a hi-hat movement to the drums so that they still feel like they're moving but it's still got that hip-hop program feel and when you listen to the solo drums you can hear exactly what he's talking about Stravs also made some important structural changes to the song, namely cutting the first B section in half and bringing the drums back during the outro, which wasn't in the original demo we took to the studio. So what did you hear that made you want to chop that first B section? I wanted to hear that second verse faster. I wanted everyone that's listening to the song to hear 
Pete's second verse quicker just because I felt like it kept the energy up in the song. And what about the outro? You're vibing, you're dancing, and it's got that that rhythm the whole song. And at the end, like I still wanted the party to be going. I still wanted people to be able to dance if they wanted to dance for a minute. And to be honest, I might be taking credit for that when I accidentally just copy and pasted that shit over. <laughs> like I may have just copy and pasted it over and everyone in the room made a reaction and we were like, all right, that's it. Stravs also definitely loves to layer sound. So he put Malik to work tracking this percussion ensemble that ended up being in the chorus section. The percussion. I didn't think we were going to do percussion like that. We get in the studio and then out of nowhere, um, I'm on a Congo set and then I got a tambourine. That's that's a feel. like That really like brings that, that energy up for sure. And you can feel that on the track. Um, it was very like percussive intensive, which is nice, um, especially coming from a background that is very much midi bass on drums and like i'm like all right i'll just program this part or um i kind of have a part in my mind i'll just stick to this on the click and it was very much kind of like um let's just you know see what happens there were just instruments lined everywhere in the studio and i was like we're just like you want to just pick that up and see if we can make something cool out of that so it was a whole lot of just trial and error and here's what all those layers ended up sounding like So the drum programming changes, we get a bunch of percussion layers, we make a few structural changes to the song, and I actually think there's a really small but very important change that happens in the bass line. Here is the original from the beat that I made. And then here's the final bass line after it's been put through Gus's funk filter. So Gus, what was the process of transforming that bass line after you heard it? You know, I can think of like complex bass lines when we're talking about like Marcus Miller, or we can talk about like, that's my favorite bass line because it says so much but does so little, which I think is a really important thing for the bass to be able to do. And like, you know, Snoop Dogg, Dog Pound is like, has some of the best bass lines on it. And I think I've just always gotten a kick out of it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. So I think like the when you showed me that, I was kind of like, okay, like I I have an idea of how I can at least get in just that kind of like little minor walk up sort of thing, which is pretty fun. As much as I am a musician, I'm also like, I kind of like being a music historian. Like I, I like, you know, being like, hey, like, you know, this is a super cool bass line and it was sampled in this album. And like, so kind of digging into the albums that I've listened to over time as inspiration. Along with the bass line, Gus also had this wonderful moment of improvisation in the studio that led to this brilliant instrumental hook that kicks off each verse and introduces Pete. I'm a renaissance man, so I wear many hats. Most you cats ain't even really living how you rapping, that's mad whack. What do you remember about coming up with that in the moment, Gus? You know, it was just kind of building off of those inspirations that I wrote the track with. But I do like moments in songs to where like they match up the guitar and the bass. Like it's almost like it's being played by one person. And like that, you know, doing that on this track just kind of felt right. Especially like when Pete, you, we just wanted it like super tight. But then Pete was like the variation on top of it. And along with improvised little instrumental hooks, we also start working on layering the actual hook of the song, and Carly puts together all of these amazing harmonies. 
Come and take a ride with me. I'm in searching, waiting, praying so long. Come and take a ride with me. So long for you. What do you remember about stacking all of those harmonies and the process of, of recording those vocal tracks? Mm. I did come up with that B section and those chords and that chord movement is like just so embodied for me. We have the regular like vocal melody that comes out of the chorus and that vocal melody is like was kind of the inception or the seed of where the chord progression even started, which was a pedal tone. So there's a G in every single chord, those four chords. I personally geek out about pedal tones because they they are obviously the thing that is like connecting all of these different chords. And yet, as you shift from chord to chord, that same note is also like you get a different perspective on it based on where you are at in the chord progression. So the fact that that was happening also let us like find these other colors and being in the studio and finding those colors um, was really cool and really satisfying. Now you also layered in some incredible belty runs on the very last B section. Um, how did it feel to record those? Um, I think it was the last vocal thing we tracked and I had like all this adrenaline. I was feeling really excited, feeling really good, feeling really in my body. Um, yeah, that was a really significant day for me because I hadn't been in the studio in a really long time. And after like having some of the up and down kind of weeks that I had had, it was really nice to step into a space where like my talents could be really appreciated. And I like had, this was the thing that I like walked into the session with being like, you got to try it. Like it's going to be hard and it's going to be scary, but, and you might not use it, but like, I really want to try this thing. And so after all the ad-libbing and all the harmony building, I left the tracking booth so that I could sound really bad <laughs> in front of no one. So I was like, I need five minutes to go scream outside. Um, and that kind of like got myself pumped up. And then I just like threw it down. <laughs> threw it down on the mic. And here's Carly throwing it down on the mic. And for our closing thoughts, we'll go back to Pete. Pete, any final words on what the making of this song meant to you? You know what? Like, this was, uh, in my eyes, for this project that we're creating, like, this is, like, the thesis statement. A lot of it is, like, a, it feels like a, like a traveler's tale, which is, like, very reflective of, like, the time period. I mean, it was, like, a six-month time period where, like, I went out to L.A. twice I had transformative experiences and conversations with other artists. Um, and I went out to New York with you and I went out to Sacramento, you know what I'm saying? Fall in love and then get my heart broke. Uh, and it feels like I had to leave Arizona 
to like find new pieces of myself um, and to explore like new ideas. Like I, while I was exploring like uncharted land, I was exploring like uncharted territory in my mental space and my spirit. So I remember when I created this, because it explores all those things like within those verses where like there is so much going on. There's like confident, uh, you know what I'm saying, braggadocious rap. And then there's very introspective, like self-doubt, like two very different things going on. They, they coexist together like very well. Um, and so that like refers to just like the highs and lows of like, you know what I'm saying, that time period that I was experiencing. I fucking love this song. And now here's the entire version of Sunkissed. man so i wear many hats most you cats ain't even really living how you rapping that's mad whack i got flows it's abstract picasso how i paint a picture over rap tracks and az i'm hotter than the sun get sweeter than the iced tea and i'm feeling sunkissed there was once a time that i felt my ship was sunken but this beat take me back to classes i was flunking ironic now teaching lee bob and weave smoke a tree sometimes it make me bug out high anxiety so i can never run out of shit to say or how to say it so i'm crying out I'm putting on a show, you couldn't tell though Cause I approach every interaction with hello Probably compliment your fit, ask you where you get your pants Oh yeah, Buffalo Exchange, I should put that in my plans On an off day, rappers need to stay in their lane and off my walkway. Fuck debating who the goat is. I was crossfaded when I fucking wrote this. Have focus me while you undiscover just a fish in the ocean. I was the cream of the crop, now I'm floating. About to hit NYC, so I'm coasting. Back in Cali with the homies who devoted. They lose sight, falling victim to the motions. They just eating off the crumbs like some roaches. This shit mad pathetic, and it's grossing me out. I'm doing hella shows, but they ain't paying out. It's a little, but it's Nothing for the bills yet But I'm a rookie in a vet so I'm a real threat Making 30 somethings feeling like they kill sets Just to come and see me now they feel stressed Come and take a ride take with me goddamn. in the driver's Come and take a ride with me I always feel alone. 
I never feel stable and I always feel alone. I never feel stable and I always feel alone. I never feel stable and I always feel alone. I never feel stable and I always feel alone.